Hello and good morning, everybody. I'm Elizabeth and thank you for joining me with Trinity Talks today. And we are going to be actually looking back at some of the highlights from the year that was of 2023. And we're also going to be looking forward into the future and seeing what we have in store and what God has in store perhaps for Trinity here in 2024. So I'm going to be joined with Rob and he's going to um, be remembering some of the exciting things that happened here at Trinity. But in the meantime, we're going to actually be thinking as well about one of the sermon series called The Greatest Comeback. And it was actually the trigger and the something that come on in. It was something that uh, made me think about wanting to do a segment like this in the first place. So hello, Rob. Rob, I'm just saying that that was something that made me think about wanting to do a segment like this, um, because when we were talking about um, making a comeback or making the most out of out of life and when we're down, how can we how can we get enough energy and courage and strength to come back? You said that one of the things to do is to look back on the faithfulness of God in the past and to use that memory, I think you even use the term memory as something to hold on to, um, to give us strength and hope for the future. And mm -hmm. so I thought maybe if we look back on the past year here at Trinity, yep. maybe that can um, help us remember some of the ways that God was faithful to us as a church yeah. and then give us hope into the future. Yeah. I think it's a really, I'm really glad that you have set this up because actually even in just preparing for today, forced me to look back, to go back and look at the year that was. And, um, you know, so often in my own personality, I'm always looking forward. I'm always looking forward, mm -hmm. you know, what's next, what's next, what's next. But it was really helpful to look back uh, because it, it's true. It's so evident how God was with us. And that gives us great encouragement that God will remain with us mm -hmm. into even the future. When, even when things don't go to our plan, mm -hmm. that That's it goes right. to his plan. And then when you see from point A to point B, where you come, yeah. um, that, you know, he was in it all along. Yes. This yes. is really exciting. So do you have a good memory, Rob? Uh, because I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions. Yes. So I would say I, I maybe like most of us, I feel like I wish I had better memory. Uh, I think my short-term memory is pretty good. You know, usually I can cram a sermon into my head and then regurgitate it, mm -hmm. you know, half an hour later. But, oh, even thinking back to our kids growing up, there's so many things that Sally will say, don't you remember when <laughs> da, 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 da. And I'll be like, I don't remember that. How could I have forgotten that? It sounds so amazing. So I wouldn't say I'm, I got the world's best memory. Okay. Well, we've got some pictures to help us along. Okay, good. Hopefully, hopefully we get those going. But last year, so I guess 365 days ago, we actually had New Year's Day was our Sunday. And mm -hmm. there was a special sermon that you did. And I think you call it the secret sauce. Yeah. Which was, I've, this is not the only McDonald's reference you made this year. So this is interesting. <laughs> um, but I think we have a picture of, of that. There we go. Yeah. You see that? Does, I love those faces, Jesse and Jordan there. What was that all about? Yeah. I remember, uh, so we were trying to encourage people to get their 2023 off to a spicy start, yeah. you know, and to spice up their spiritual life. So we thought it'd be fun to do a version of that. There's a YouTube show called Hot Ones and where the host sits down with people and they have a conversation while they're eating really hot, spicy chicken wings. Uh, I said, oh, I can get my hands on some hot sauce and invite Jordan and Jesse. But it turns out that actually Jordan and Jesse are like, pros at when it comes to hot sauce. Like I didn't even know this. And so what they, they were like, Rob, these are not even hot sauces. And they, they went home and they brought in their own ones and they, they really went to town. So, but yeah, what was the point of that? The point was to say, Hey, at the, uh, in heading into 2023, 
here's some ways to spice up your spiritual life. And that was to uh, give God the first part of your day mm -hmm. in, um, in prayer, to give God the first part of your week in coming to worship. Uh, with us at Trinity to give God the, the first of the month. And we said that would be to give him like uh, your first fruits giving to give to Jesus and his kingdom. And then to give him the first of the year. And I actually read that last year, we were just heading into the week of prayer, which mm -hmm. was a way that everybody could set aside that first week of the year uh, to grow in their own spiritual life. So that's where we started 2023. Well, that's great. And actually we have a week of prayer coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's a, a great memory. Just even think back on yeah. now. I do want to talk a little bit about some more sermon series, but not quite yet. Okay. Because we have had a lot of new people join us this year. Mm. And one way that we welcomed new people was through our newcomers luncheons. And, yes. um, I'm sure you've met some new faces and so I've met some new faces too. And it's been really great way to have people, um, just get to know the life of Trinity. And you were talking about some new steps that we have coming up, but what sort of stands out to you when you think about those newcomers luncheons that we had? Yeah. Um, you know, it's true. We have had a lot of people join us. In fact, uh, when I was, I was looking back at that, um, that first video, uh, the first sermon that we did back in the beginning of 2023 and I, and the camera showed a picture of the church and I couldn't help but be struck that just how many empty seats there were uh -huh. a year ago. Um, and just how now we've come, uh, 365 days later and we have two services mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning and there's just a lot more people in those seats. So it's like so very uh, exciting. The newcomers lunches have been these things we've done every three or four months to get all the, the new faces together and just talk to them a little bit about who we are at Trinity and how they can get a bit more involved. Uh, yeah, truth be told, I'm not I'm not crazy about the name Newcomers Lunch. So mm -hmm. I think maybe 2024 it gets a bit of a rebrand. Maybe we give it some new snazzy name. Uh, but the idea is definitely the same that we want to be connecting with um, our, our newest members, our newest visitors and um, given them the chance to find out more about life at Trinity. That's great. And actually, when I was thinking back on those newcomers luncheons, I was thinking about doing something with our online um, family. So I would love to start a online connections meeting that happens around the same time as those luncheons or whatever new name we get mm. um, to welcome everyone who's uh, joining us online, whether they're at home or they're just checking us even later in the week. Yeah. No, that, that's a really, really good idea. Because I mean, I've just been speaking mm -hmm. about the, the, the actual people in this physical building, but lots of people have joined us uh, online over the last year too. Um, I was just trying to look through and I, I think that since May, there's been 200 new people who have um, come to at least one Sunday service and about 100 over a hundred people who have come to more than one uh, Sunday great. service for the very first time. So that's like uh, yeah, really, really amazing. That's just seven months. So it is. So just, and if you're listening and you're one of those people, welcome. And we're just glad you've um, mm -hmm. connected with Trinity. Um, and another way that some of our newcomers or even people who were new to the faith or interested in the faith or learning about God or had questions was through a course that we ran in the spring called alpha. Yeah. Alpha. And um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. 
Yes. So, I mean, Alpha is a very well-known program. Many churches mm -hmm. run it, but it's basically just a really effective way to introduce people to some of the basics of the Christian faith. Uh, and it's done in this like super hospitable and welcoming environment. A typical night on Alpha, you, you come to the church or you come to somebody's home, depends on where it's being offered. There's a nice meal that's shared. You get a chance to talk with people around the table. You watch a uh, video. It's a very engaging video. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm like these are really well produced videos that spur on a great conversation about things like you know who is Jesus, how do I pray, why should I read the Bible, you know how do I make the most of the rest of my life. Like really kind of basic but really important questions that we should all be asking. We had like thirty or forty people take Alpha uh, in the fall in September. Uh, and uh, I think it was such a great success that we're sure that in 2024, we want to offer not once, but twice. So we're, oh no, I was wrong. I said that we offered it in the fall. We actually it did. We offered spring. it in the spring, but now going into 2024, we want to offer it again this spring after Easter. And then a second time be offering it in September or October or something like that in the fall. Cause um, there's actually a lot of people waiting around, I think right now, to take alpha and yeah. we need to ha ha be offering it more often. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting to do that. Um, and then the last way that I was thinking was that we reached people out in our community was through some community events. Yeah. So that's when we opened our doors here at Trinity or opened our yard mm -hmm. um, to those people in and around Streetsville, Mississauga, the community, whether they're Christian or whether they're non-churched non people, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's We say we welcome everyone and we welcomed them through some really fun community events. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think that 2023, we probably had the most community events and the biggest community events. Um, so I wonder if we have some pictures there. I see some of Dog Day. Yeah. Dog Day was a fun one. Which was, oh, there you are. Uh, yeah. What was your favorite community event that we had? Oh, I, a lot of dog. I did enjoy there. Dog Day. And on our first Dog Day, oh. our dog came in first place. Uh, but on this most recent Dog Day, she was defeated uh, mm -hmm. by a newcomer. And uh, so so it's now not my favorite anymore because I'm a very competitive person. And uh, OK, how did she uh, feel about that? <laughs> I, I don't she think she, did she handled the loss. Well, she's still licking her wounds, yeah. uh, still licking her wounds. But um, you know what? I was thinking of those community events and I agree with you. There was something about 2023. Mm -hmm. I guess say there was something about Grace Gwyn Vaughn, who uh, led these events in our community. She had a great vision for it. She had tons of ideas. She did a great job getting the word out, the great job motivating and enlisting all sorts of volunteers. I mean, a lot of this, we need to give credit to Grace because she, she did a great amount of work. But yeah, it was like so exciting. It felt like we broke records in every one of those events, like whether it was the trunk or treat event or whether it was the kids Christmas event or whether it was even like we had the um, Christmas carol singing. Now, that wasn't like a community event in some of the same ways, but there were people from the community that did actually come and our youth were there and uh, members of our church and the place was packed. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've never had so many people uh, been interested and willing to participate in these kind of bigger gatherings. So, I'm, yeah, I mean, 2024, I mean, 
please, Lord, let there be more of it. That's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say Easter was my favorite. Yeah. The Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Just getting out. I like moving around yeah. the neighborhood. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, in terms of new people, though, we didn't just have new people join the congregation. We had, myself included, some new staff join the team. Um, which has been for me a big change in my mm -hmm. life. Um, but what, why did we gain so many new staff? What was that all about? Yeah. So I love getting up, coming to work every single day here at Trinity because of the staff and because of the people we get to work with. Uh, I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I definitely feel that way. <laughs> and yes, so why was there so many new folks? Well, first of all, um, Trinity uh, was the recipient of a of a grant from the diocese, uh, a five-year declining grant that allowed us to bring on some new people, uh, specifically around uh, engaging our online audience and also about helping those who were viewing online uh, and those who were visiting the church uh, move more into membership, which actually is a word we're moving away from right now, I guess. But, but the idea is how do we help people take steps deeper into the life of the church? So yourself, mm -hmm. Elizabeth Archer, our online engagement director, uh, Dale Birch became our uh, production assistant. Um, Sally Herkmans, my wife, uh, took on the role of our connections and uh, community connections director, kind of newcomers uh, are, are here from Sally. Um, every Sunday when, when they visit. On top of that, we had a, a, a student, um, an Erican Olaye from McMaster Divinity School, who, who came here as a student, but ended up sticking around and taking on the portfolio of our care coordinator role, right. uh, which is amazing. And Erican's doing a great job getting up to speed with that. Uh, then um, with, uh, well, when you guys moved out of town, um, mm -hmm. we needed a new youth a pastor because Elliot had been filling that role and Zion Rackman was like the has been the perfect fit for that role. Zion is a kind of longtime member of our camp program and camp staff. And so many of the kids already knew him and loved him. And Zion's done a great job uh, growing and being creative with our youth ministry. So he's been on board. We've asked Jordan Goddard to provide some leadership for our young adults ministry. Uh, we've had people like Jamie Stratus kind of come and help uh, through a grant. We had all, of course, all those staff with the camp, our summer camp. I mean, yes, it has been a very busy place with, with, with staff uh, uh, coming and uh, yeah, God is sending us some really talented people uh, for such a time as this. So Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But I think I would be amiss to not mention this in our segment is the cemetery had a lot of action this year. Um, yeah. Our cemetery committee has been working very hard for the last few years. So not just 2023, but mm. 20 probably started in, I think it was just after COVID or maybe even during COVID um, to restore and beautify and um, make our cemetery a place that people want to go to. Mm -hmm. But thanks to a lot of donors, we had um, a lot of contributions and a lot of work went into creating a memorial garden named after longtime parishioners, mm -hmm. um, Sam and Hazel McCallion. Yeah. And there was an amazing dedication event. I remember that day was quite hot. It mm -hmm. was June the 1st. Um, do you remember that day, Rob? I do remember that day. And yes, we should say that was a significant event that happened in 2023 was the passing of Hazel McCallion. That's and uh, Hazel, you're right. Hazel was a a leader um, in the community and a longstanding member of, of this church. There was a big funeral for her in Mississauga here kind of a, a, a civic funeral. And then we had more of a family quieter 
a family funeral was still very big here at the church later on. Uh, and so, yes, this garden, I love this garden is though named after um, both Sam and Hazel mm -hmm. because it, it acknowledges the impact that both of them had on the life of Streetsville and the life of Mississauga. It was a beautiful day, beautiful dedication. Heather Smith uh, is to be commended for all her hard work in bringing that uh, memorial garden uh, to fruition. Uh, there's so many people on her committee. I know that I know on that particular day, uh, Jane Vogel was very involved. So it was, yeah, it was a beautiful event. It really was. And if anyone hasn't been had a chance to go out to the garden, hmm. then you should definitely go take a look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. We, one of my favorite staff meetings that we had yeah. was out in the garden. And I think that's what it was intended to be used for, to yeah. enjoy. Yeah, sitting out there, drinking Starbucks, having a staff meeting. That that's was good. That's right. That's right. Um, and another thing that we have to mention, and I know we're a little bit short on time. I'm trying okay. to cram yep. the whole right. year into 30 minutes. We'll do it. Was our new partnership that we had with World Vision because we've always been, we've always contributed, we've always given to World Vision, but we began a brand new project and partnership yep, that's with right. World Vision this year and it was called Chosen. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We had 60, must say 50, 60, 70 families in this church who said, Yes, I would like to. Uh, partner with a family in Nueva Frontera in Honduras. There's a lovely picture of, uh, so yeah, we, we, it, it's a little different than traditional child sponsorship rather than you choosing the child, the child actually has the opportunity to choose you. They, they're, they're empowered and they are given the, Oh, I don't know. They're just, they're just given the, the dignity of saying, I want to choose this person to be my sponsor. And we were there in Honduras when we saw um, these children coming forward and, and selecting a picture of Trinity parishioners saying, this is going to be my, my sponsor who's going to support me and my family. And it was lovely because I remember the pastor was praying for these kids one at a time as they came forward. So you had a sense that actually God was in this. God was making a connection between a child in Honduras and a family here at Trinity. And it, it was it was very special. I was so proud of our congregation. I remember it was the May long weekend that we did that big kickoff. I was worried, is anyone gonna come to church? We had a great response, very generous response. And I wanna let you know, coming up in 2024, mm. we're gonna revisit the whole a chosen program again and give some of our newer members the opportunity to jump on board and be chosen themselves and uh, and support the, the kids in Honduras. I love that. I remember a great sermon from Mike Messenger. He yep. came and talked to us and he talked to us about the power of choice. And even I remember him connecting this with Jesus, um, giving the power of choice. Do you want to be healed? Mm. And just allowing person to take autonomy over that choice. Yes, have some agency in it. Yeah. Agency. It was just so meaningful and was a great way to think about things. Yep. Um, I want to talk now and just sort of switch gears a little bit. Yep. The obvious big thing that happened here at Trinity, if you were with us throughout the year, was that we went from one to two services. And you already mentioned that, which mm -hmm. means that not only um, did we get the chance to open the doors to more people, we also got the chance to open the doors to more volunteers, yep. which I guess like I like to think about is joining the mission of the church. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was exciting. But let's talk about some of the sermon series. Yep, for sure. Because when you think back on it, there's a lot that we cover. Yeah, it's true. That is the weird thing about looking back is like, oh, yeah, I preached like 50 plus sermons over the last year. Yeah. And you're like, wow, yeah, we did cover all that ground. It's crazy. So we go back on the very first sermon series that we did was Hello, My Name is God. Yep. And that was that was a lot of fun. I remember the great sermon bumper that we had people yep. introducing yep. themselves. And yep. we learned we learned what God said about himself. Yes. He told us we were not just learning about what people say about him, but yep. we want to learn about what 
He said it by yeah, it was, it was basically just an extended Bible study on Exodus 34 versus like, what was it? Like Memory. six to nine or something like okay. that. And um, where this is the first place in the Bible where we kind of get a description of God's character. And this is the amazing thing about that little piece of scripture is it's the most quoted piece of scripture uh, in the Bible by the Bible. So it's constantly mm. like brought back up again and again and throughout the whole piece of scripture. Very important piece of scripture, but one that's relatively unknown to people. And of course, in that piece is where God reveals not only his character, but his name, uh, Yahweh. And so that was a great series. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. It was, yeah. yeah. Do you remember what the next sermon series was called? Um, was that the... It started with two, <laughs> two of the same letter vowels. <laughs> Every day... Oh yeah, the exiles. The exiles. everyday exiles. That's right. Sorry, I was yep. I had too much confidence in your memory. Yeah, there. sorry. So this is the sermon series that um, we walked through throughout the season of Lent, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a name, everyday exiles. Yeah. Very. I mean, the theme of exile so crucial and important and prominent in the biblical story. Yeah, again, it's one of those things that a lot of us don't think about, right? We think about the exodus a lot. You know, that's part. That's kind of built into us. But exile. What is that all about? So it was really good to, to pay attention to that motif throughout scripture uh, because actually a lot of us experience exile in our own lives, a sense of homelessness, of not knowing where we fit, not knowing where we belong. And on top of that, our church, churches these days always find, are finding themselves in a, in a place of exile where we live in a culture and a society that really we don't fit in anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas in times of Christendom, the church and state were kind of knitted together. And now it's like, where do we fit? Where's home for us as a church? Right. I think I yeah. remember you saying we live in the culture, but not of the culture. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. And after that, this was around Easter. Um, but then we brought, came up to a sermon series that was called the greatest comeback. And we had that yeah. great Rocky, the great comeback, yeah. the great comeback, yeah. the great comeback. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but that was, um, you used the resurrection story, which I think was right after Easter yeah. as a great, like anchor point, a yep. springboard for thinking about our own great comebacks and using that hope that we get in the, yes. of Jesus' resurrection for our own selves. That's right, because well, in Romans 11, it says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And if that is true, then, then God should be bringing us back to life, should be bringing relationships back to life, churches back to life, you know, uh, careers back to life. Like it's the, yeah, so what does it mean for us to experience the same kind of comeback in, in our life? that this spirit brought forth in Jesus' own mm -hmm. dead body. Yeah. Okay. So our next sermon series was called Renovation of the Heart. Yes. Fixer Upper. I wish I had a clip and I don't know if our tech team has it ready for us because it was hard to find, but we had this really funny uh, YouTube short, which is something we actually got started doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing this year as well, was getting some really short clips out there for, our, um, I guess, people that don't have the same attention span. So YouTube shorts are great yeah. um, to get some attention. Was that the one we'd be blowing up the house? It was the zap, the electric. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, yeah. uh, make sure you do. We get some really fun content out there. Um, but that was... Uh, Thank, thank God for Libby and Scott for being such troopers yeah. during that, because we feel like we all journeyed with them in their home renovation. That's right. But what was that all about? Yeah. So we, you know, Dallas Willard wrote this great book called Renovation of the Heart. And that's the thing. When you renovate a building, we all see the exterior. We see the exterior work, the beautiful finishes and touches. Mm -hmm. But of course, underneath, there's a lot of work that gets done. We rip it down to this, the studs. We, we have to start kind of on the inside. And so that's that's what we were encouraging people to do in their own lives is to is to do the hard work of renovating our hearts, our minds, our attitudes, our thoughts 
And then that shows up on the outside of our lives. And it just so happens, Scott and Libby were renovating their house at the same time. So we were able to do all these kind of fun segments with them. Yeah, that was fun. So again, you can actually check out our services and sermons on YouTube. So if you missed we'll it, if you're new, yeah, make sure you go check it out because those were some fun segments. But our next sermon series that took us through the summer was Jesus is the question, not Jesus is the answer because how many questions? I can't remember exactly, but Jesus asked a lot of questions. He did. Yep, that's right. We, we stated that number back in the summer, and yeah. I can't remember exactly, but it was in the hundreds. Yes, that's right. I think it was like three. So he asked, Jesus asked a lot of questions, and you were only able to spotlight a few. That's right. But my question for you, Rob, mm. is what question would you ask Jesus? Because I know we asked some people here at church. Yes, right. But I don't know if you ever told us what you would ask Jesus if you were face-to-face -face with him right now and got a one, a one question yeah here. so mm, good question mm -hmm. the thing is it's kind of like if we ask jesus a question he's more likely to answer us with a question than give us an answer but you mm. know um you know in the bible there's a, a same question gets asked again and again of god is like how long oh god how long how long until we see this world made right how long until we see peace how long until your kingdom comes or Jesus, when will you finally kind of bring the kingdom in its fullness? Like there's this sense of like, I mean, you look at the news, you look at the world and there is, I don't know. I feel that question inside me. When will this world of ours um, be made right again? Mm -hmm. and it's a promise Jesus gives us. And a lot of people have over the centuries have called out that question. How long, oh God? Right? How long? Yeah. 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 All right. So I know we're going to be moving along here, but our next series was on happiness. Happiness. So this, I know we did a few different sermons and services throughout where we were getting ready for our two services, but we did one that was called What Makes Us Happy. Yes. What makes us happy? Yeah. We decided that actually it, what makes us happy isn't a what at mm. all. It's it's a who. And uh, it's, it's always relationships that are the most important things in our lives that um, correlate with people's happiness. We looked at this Harvard study of happiness and uh, of course, there's lots of the scriptures as well that speak to um, how important having healthy and um, reconciled relationships leads to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's great. And our last two sermon series that we did, I'm just going to mention them. They were yep. called Live in the Dream yep. and then Advent Conspiracy, probably the most fresh in everyone's minds if that's you've right. been joining us throughout this year. Yep. Um, because I do want to give us a few minutes here, Rob, to talk a little bit about what we can look forward to. We know we can look back all we want, but when we look forward to 2024 here at Trinity, is there anything you can tell us about what we may have in store? I know you mentioned some in your sermon already yeah. today. That's where my heart is right now is really trying to find a better. We have lots of new faces at Trinity. How do we get away from this idea of becoming a member, becoming an Anglican or be, and, and talk just more about the sense of how can you how can people join us? in uh, our following of Jesus together, just a, a more kind of inclusive understanding of of uh, come follow Jesus with us uh, here at Trinity. So I'm excited because we're going to be talking about uh, a new kind of course about following the way. We're going to be launching some uh, other kind of um, programs, courses, teachings on certain practices that Jesus emulated in his own life that we want to practice too, that we can follow in him. So yeah, you can dial back and you can watch the sermon. You can hear a lot more about it, but I'm excited about that. I'm also, uh, you know, personally trying to get my doctor of ministry uh, thing done. Uh, I should be graduating this May. So I'm looking forward to that in the new year. 
Um, as well, I want to say we're having this teaching series that's starting next week. I'm actually really excited about this uh, because we're talking about how Jesus like is almost a pyromaniac. Jesus would go around saying really like inflammatory things, pushing people's buttons, challenging people, confronting people, disturbing people. And, uh, you know, I know that doesn't sound like, you know, great. I'm going to come to church and get all challenged <laughs> and disturbed. But it's very interesting uh, because uh, that is how a society Jesus that we don't often talk a lot about. And we're going to talk about it uh, this uh, January and into February a bit. So anyways, that'll be fun. That will be fun. You're calling it playing with fire. Yep. Right. That's right. All yep. right. No real fire, though, I don't think. No. All right. Before we leave, could you leave us in Trinity with a prayer for the new year? Absolutely. And actually, uh, I wanted to read a bit from Psalm 90, because mm -hmm. this is a prayer that Moses was praying as he reflected back on his life and reflected into the future. So let's pray. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Satisfy in the, us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. May the favor of the Lord rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you very much. Thank We've you. We've got another service to get to. We do. All right. So yeah. thanks a lot and take care, everybody. Bye bye.